This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. The next recession isn't expected to devastate the housing market like the last one, but a new analysis shows that some markets are more at risk than others. Redfin used several data points to analyze the risk and came up with scores for each metro that indicate which ones are likely to get hit the hardest and which ones will stand strong. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. Redfin says the housing meltdown we saw during the Great Recession was not typical. Researchers pointed out that since 1980, there have been five official recessions in the United States. In all but the 2007 to 2009 Great Recession, inflation adjusted home prices only declined an average of 2.7%. That's according to the Robert Schiller Home Price Index. Home prices tanked an average of 16% during the Great Recession, with peak unemployment at 10%. The second worst downturn for the housing market was in 1990. It lasted nine months with an average 6.7% drop in home prices and 7% unemployment. Redfin says the Great Recession is a major outlier in the relationship between home prices and recessions, largely because the overinflated housing market was its major cause. But the current housing market, which remains strong, is unlikely to be a culprit or victim of the next recession. So why is the current housing market so insulated from the potential impact of a new recession? Redfin chief economist Daryl Fairweather says, Home prices are high right now, but they're high because there's not enough supply to meet demand, which means there's not a bubble at risk of bursting. He added, Most of today's financed homeowners have excellent credit and a cushion of home equity, making them unlikely to default on their mortgage even if their weekly grocery bill grows or their stock portfolio shrinks in the next recession. Fairweather believes that if the U.S. is hit by recession in the next two years, it will be triggered by a global trade war. And if that happens, he believes layoffs are most likely within industries that rely on exports, such as the automotive industry and the agricultural industry. Those homeowners may run into trouble paying their mortgages and could be forced to sell their homes. He says that could bring home prices down in some markets, especially if potential home buyers were also worried about job security and become insecure about buying homes. In markets that don't rely on global trade, Fairweather believes that home prices will hold steady. Dependency on exports was one of the factors that Redfin used to rank the metros. Researchers also looked at median home sales price compared to household income, average loan-to-value of homes sold during the last year, home price volatility, the number of homes that are being flipped, employment diversity, and the number of households led by someone 65 years old or older. They put all that data together and came up with an overall risk score for 50 different metros. Redfin also put together a really nice map showing shades of blue for the metros with the lowest risk, and shades of orange and red for those with higher risk. If you hover over any of the circles, you will get all the details for each city. Most of the metros with the highest risk are in the west and the Sunbelt areas. But the metro that tops the list for risk is Riverside, California, with a 72% overall risk score. Phoenix came in second with a 69% score. Miami was third with 69%. These areas were also hit hard by the Great Recession. They're in areas with higher loan-to-value ratios and more investors flipping homes. Investor activity can drive prices higher, so homeowners end up with a higher loan-to-value ratio than in other parts of the country. 
Other metros that made the top 10 list of high risk include San Diego, Providence, Rhode Island, Tampa, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, San Antonio, and Orlando. The metro with the lowest risk for a housing downturn is Rochester, New York. The overall risk score for Rochester was just 30%. Buffalo, New York was second on that list with a score of 31%. Hartford, Connecticut was third at 33%. The other cities in the top 10 low-risk category were Cleveland, Raleigh, Chicago, Columbus, Milwaukee, New Orleans, and Minneapolis. San Francisco was the only city on the West Coast with a risk score below 50. Price growth has already been slowing down in San Francisco, which makes it less likely that we'll see a big downturn there during the next recession. In a different analysis, Redfin looked at the types of homes that will hold onto their value better than other homes. Researchers identified five characteristics that were common among homes that held their value. One, single-family homes did better than condos and townhomes. The average single-family home sold for 8% less during the Great Recession than afterwards, while townhome prices were down more than 9%, and condos more than 13%. Two, homes in less dense areas did better than those in more crowded neighborhoods. Single-family homes in zip codes with the least density lost an average of 3.5% per year, compared to an average of 10% for homes in the more dense areas. Three, Homes with more bedrooms lost less value than smaller homes. Redfin says that homes with four bedrooms only lost 7 to 8% per year, compared to homes with just two bedrooms. Those lost 10 to 13% per year. The study also shows that in some cases, smaller units lost less value. It shows that studio condos did better than one-bedroom condos, and one-bedroom condos did slightly better than two-bedroom condos. Researchers attribute that to the rentability of smaller units. And four, two-story homes did better than single-story. This proved to be true for single-family homes, townhomes, and condos. Three-story homes did even better. And five, older pre-war townhomes did better than newer ones. This category compares pre-war townhomes built before 1930, late 20th century condos, and everything else. These two reports show how variable the submarkets can be, and with the inevitability of another recession, because we will be hit by one eventually, it's good to know where you stand with your properties. But remember, most economists feel that the next recession will be much less severe than the last one, and will likely not include a housing meltdown. You'll find links to both these reports in the blog for this podcast at newsforinvestors.com. And while you're there, click on the Invest tab and you'll see a drop-down of different metro areas that have strong potential for appreciation over the next decade, along with high cash flow. You'll find all of the data there at newsforinvestors.com under the Invest tab. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. 